0: Hello, welcome to the Waste of Webspace podcast, episode 73. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And we've entitled this podcast, The Algorithm's Gonna Get Ya, of course, which is in, in reference to the uh, bit of a farce with all the A-level results and everything, uh, and the algorithm that the government decided to use, which uh, turned out not to be very good, and also uh, is a Gloria Estefan song, isn't it, We reworked from Rhythm is Gonna Get Ya. So shall I play the intro for us, Fisher? Go on, play, Jimba. It shines when you thought you'd done all right On your A levels because you're bright No, no, the algorithm's going to get you Downgraded from an A down to a D Cause your postcode is burn green, But you know, the algorithm's gonna, algorithm's gonna get ya. 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 Tonight. Just worth pointing out that uh, algorithm is not um, like the 45th, American Vice President CD collection or anything like that. It is uh, obviously we're talking about the, uh, the the computer system that works things out, aren't we?
1: Yes, and not Bill Clinton's deputy. Um, just to point out, by the way, I couldn't really hear that sound coming through to me. Um, the music on the background. I don't know if you can. Can you see it on your screen? Kind of. Yeah, yeah, all working fine. Okay, Looks yeah, fine. to
0: be working okay. Well,
1: as long as you can. As long as, it's, as, long <laughs> as the sounds going to be fine for the people listening at home or watching. Then that's that's fine with me. It's the fact that I can't hear. It. It's not particularly yeah. well, I'll, I'll hear it when I listen to it back and watch it back later on. But yeah, obviously we've been talking. We're, we're going to talk, no doubt, a bit about the A-level scandal. We're going to make some jokes, aren't we, Jimbo? Hang on. It's all called A-levels. Aren't they called C-levels? <laughs> oh no, sorry, mate. Back up to A-level again. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's been an outcry. Back up to A-levels again. They've done a U-turn. Oh, hang on. Sorry. No, it's a Z-turn. Oh no, U-turn. Oh no, it's an E-turn now. <laughs> no one knows. We'll um, oh, gets a bit confused. What What have you been up to for sure? Um, not much actually. To be fair. I haven't been up to much. That's quite unusual. Have you been helping out to eat out? I've helped out to eat out on a few occasions, yeah. Or I eating out to help out. out. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think how many times we've made uh, made use of that. Probably three or four now, I think. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, a couple of times.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I went out last night. It's
0: Sorry? You went out last night. Where, where did you go?
1: I went to a place called the Bowshaw Trout. Very good it was indeed.
0: All right. okay. Whereabouts is that? From, uh,
1: it's in a place called Hayed Edge. Is that yeah, like West, West Yorkshire? Yeah, it's out towards Homeforth on the way there, just I, past Crowage. I like. only
0: said that because that's the only site, that's the only direction we ever tend to travel in to find food.
1: Well, there's some nice places out there. It's, it's not l- very, it's not a massively populated area. It's quite quiet. So if you yeah. if you've got a place that's a bit removed from where people live, then it has to be quite good. You've like you're you like know, a
0: some... you like a bird of prey. You've got like your your hunting ground, haven't you? Uh,
1: well, yes, yeah, so that's a preferred place to go to just because of sorry, due to that demographic, you know. Because it's out a bit in the sticks, you've got to be really good. Otherwise, people won't go to it. If you have a place that's sort of stuck in the middle of where loads of people live, then you can get away with not being quite as good, is my opinion. True. Um, so, yeah. So, wh- where have you been?
0: Uh, nowhere in particular, really, at all. Just just around and oh, about. Right. Just a, Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I've, I've been trying to eat out and help out where I can.
1: Okay, well, we'll leave that conversation there, then, shall we? You <laughs> won't tell me where you we went to. Is, uh, it, is it drinks time? Uh, I think it can be, yeah. I always
0: forget what I've been up to to talk about in this section, and then I remember halfway through the podcast, and come out with something in the middle of the episode not relevant to what we're talking about, but anyway.
1: What, what I've not been up to is having my tea, because we were meant to start recording this episode about, sort of, probably at least an hour ago. Yeah. Um, technical issues again. Technical issues. But well, not for you, because you had your tea, didn't you? So well, that's not,
0: that That can't help that, can I? You know, I scoffed it down. What about me? I'm hungry now, aren't I? You could have you pocket... eaten before, you knew what time we were podcasting. And you've out to help out enough times. You should be full up now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, got a, I've got a podcast on an empty stomach and drink on an empty stomach as well.
0: You, know, you, you do know you're not eating 50% left, less. You're getting 50% off.
1: Well, there's a, is it a bit like when you were students? Um, if we ever went on one of these nights where it was pound a pound, uh, pound a pint night, you didn't save any money. You just drank twice as much. Should yeah, exactly, we do the same yeah. with eating? Just eat double the amount? Yeah. Have you got your beer? I've got my beer. What what you got? I've got some Lancaster Bomber. Have you? Um, presumably Lancashire beer, but yeah, you know, I, I, I would refuse to drink this on the first of August, which was Yorkshire, I. Um, yeah, it's not really saying much about it, really. It's from oh, no, oh nowadays by Marston's PLC, based in Wolverhampton. Um, it's I think a bit more of a bitter amber ale, so should be all right by itself. I have got a banyan. Well, you should get yourself to the doctor's. <laughs>
0: no, I didn't say banyan. I said a banyan. Okay. Uh, so it's, 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 it's from the Swanee Brewery, which is in, uh, Scotland, um, Orkney, and it is a hoppy session beer, 3.9%, so not too strong at all. Um, so that's my beer of choice today. I was (laughs) trying to find something maybe relevant to A levels or whatever, but, uh, it's got a few A's on it and a B. Hang
1: on, that might've been downgraded, Jim. (laughs) Might've
0: been downgraded. (laughs) Anyway, um, so should we get on with the rest of it? Let's get moving. And um, it's your turn to do show and tell.
1: It is, yes, it's my turn to do show and tell. Oh no, I'm looking forward to it. So you may now you may notice that I'm wearing this shirt again that I wore in an episode uh, a few weeks or months ago, and it says on it the Dubliners 09. and it's a stag do t-shirt, similar to the stag do t-shirt that you wore. Was it on the last episode? With your Stag I think Do it was the last
0: episode, yes, always.
1: Yeah, I thought I would, uh, I would also wear a Stag Do t-shirt um, from 2009, the Dubliners. You'll never guess to where, uh, where we went to.
0: Um, Belfast.
1: No, yeah, you're wrong, you see, you're wrong. It yeah, you... wasn't, wasn't Northern Ireland, oh, it was Southern Ireland. We went to Dublin, would you believe it? We went to Dublin <laughs> uh, on this particular Stag Do. Um, so my question is, whilst I was wearing this shirt on the Stag Do, what happened? Was it... I was wearing this shirt on the Stag Do, and I appeared in a picture on the, in the Mail on Sunday where an article had been written regarding tourism to Ireland during the global financial crisis of 2009. Or, is it, I was wearing this shirt on the one occasion that I met Alan Halsell, who played Tyrone in Coronation Street? <laughs> okay. You so de- say it was, oh, go on. Uh, no, I was going to say, we also, uh, he also got a mention in last week's podcast. Yeah, I thought the, he the last did. last podcast recording.
0: Okay, so first of all, then um, this beer's is very nice, by the way. First of all, the first one. So you you was pictured in the Daily Mail.
1: Hey, oi, now then, Mail on Sunday. I think you'll find. Oh,
0: because I'm going to say if it was daily, if it was Daily Mail, it would have been. Look at these stags enjoying themselves too much.
1: Immigrants oh, over in Ireland. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, because obviously, some people end up on those photographs when they. Um, when, you know, like for example, if they go on holiday and it's like the Brits abroad type of articles yep. that sometimes some of the uh, tabloid newspapers do, and basically shame anyone who's there enjoying themselves. This actually happened to my brother once. Strange enough. Oh, right. Okay. He ended up in a paper because he was at uh, I think it was that the was it. I don't think it was Cheltenham Festival. It was another. It was another horse racing, Aintree maybe or something like that. And he ended up in a news article saying. This man looks a little, with a caption, this man looks a little bit worse for wear. Was he? And he no, he wasn't. He looked, he looked absolutely right. fine, actually. He, 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 they made it out like he was being carried, but he certainly wasn't. Maybe I can find that article. How, how, can,
1: how can you look like you're being carried, but you Because he had his arm
0: round somebody. Uh, right, okay. Just as lads do, you know, being boys. You know what I mean? Like, walking along, having a bit of a laugh, talking to each other sort of thing. Just an emotional yeah. moment, maybe between the two, I don't know.
1: Just never happens where I go out. I'll
0: try and find the article. So the first one, then you were in the uh, the Mail on Sunday. Mail on Sunday, yeah. Um, and you was in your Do
1: top. Yeah. So it was two thousand nine. Uh, who Stagdo was financial. it? Uh, it was it was a former well cricketing friend of mine, Andy West, who was our former captain, uh, colloquially called nickname. Guess what his nickname is? Westy. What uh, Westy is one of his nicknames. Another nickname is Fred. Um, oh. Which is not too keen on, no. obviously. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was two thousand and nine, um, and he opted to go around, west. Uh, yes, good point. Well done. Good point. Good point. Yeah, we went west <laughs> to.
0: He's saying well done because I know my directions.
1: Yeah, no difference in east. I always have to. I always have to pause and think about which way east is and which way west is. Right and left I can do, but west that's a bit more, a bit more difficult. I,
0: I still have to go the old uh, left and right.
1: Yeah, can't do them with e- e- E's and W's. No. Yeah, West. Um, oops, sorry, and uh, yeah, which is very, west. which is very similar. Yeah, rap, no, they do, rappers do that where they do sort of East Side and West Side. Yeah, ah, that, yeah, that, that, true.
0: That. I accidentally found myself doing East Side and West Side. Never mind.
1: Yeah, um, but anyway, it was two thousand and nine. Uh, global financial crisis. Uh, in particular, Ireland's economy was quite, uh, quite heavily damaged by the. Um, some of the banking crisis. And it was even suggested, I think, at one point, that Ireland may actually cease to use the euro. They might be the first country that kind of falls out of the euro zone. Um, the economy was seriously struggling, and someone was doing a report about people still going to um, Dublin and going on city breaks and that sort of stuff. Obviously, Dublin's not too far to get to. And basically, we just took a picture of people on uh, going on a city break in Dublin, and uh, we just happened to be sat in the background of it. Um, my parents who read the Mail on Sunday sort of contacted me and said, hey, look, there's a picture of you in the Mail on Sunday. <laughs> Basically, was the crux of that.
0: So um, it's not the worst newspaper to be pictured in, is it? No,
1: that'd be the Daily Mail.
0: So could we... Have you got a picture of this article? Have you got a picture of... Have you got a, any clippings of it or anything? Uh, I haven't. I mean, got... that would give it away, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah. Instead, all I've got is a picture of me and Tyrone from Coronation <laughs> Street together. Yeah, week. have
0: have you got, you know... Do you happen to have one of evidence of either of these without saying which one?
1: Uh, I do not have any evidence of either of these events. So I could be
0: saying that both of them are false.
1: You could do, but then that would... I I wouldn't do that. Morally, I would not do that. So what
0: was Tyrone doing in uh, Ireland?
1: Uh, He was posing for pictures for the Mail on Sunday, (laughs) advertising city breaks. Uh, He was was actually in Dublin Airport. Okay. Um, I don't know who he had... Um I d I don't quite know what you've been in Dublin for. I'm I'm assuming for a long weekend, City Break, similar to us, albeit obviously we were on a stag team.
0: Did you go and say anything to
1: him? No, no, I didn't. A few people I think went for selfies or like I said, hire Alan or hire <laughs> Tyrone, because obviously that's his more commonly known name. Must be frustrating, I think, if you're an actor. Is, he, is, he, by the is he
0: dead in Coronation Street?
1: Uh, I, if if he is, I've got an alibi. Only, I only met him once, so you know you can't you can't try and fit me up for that one. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I've not watched Coronation Street for a long time, so I don't know.
0: Um. Okay. Um. So, like, I want to find out if he's dead first of all. So this, what this was, two thousand nine. So it would have been, ty- so Tyrone from Coronation Street. So he would have been in it quite a lot of the time, I'm, wouldn't he?
1: I'm, pr- I'm pretty convinced that he was in it, in, in, still in the Coronation Street at that point in time.
0: It, but he would have been pretty. It, it would have been. It was
1: pretty. It was very pretty. No, yes. I mean, was, I he tell. was. he was. Our he, eyes met over Dublin Airport. He would have been a regular,
0: that. wouldn't he? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. He's been in Coronation Street, I think, for a good maybe even 20 years. If he's still in it, it probably, he probably started in Coronation Street in the late 90s, early 2000s. All
0: right, okay. And right. He might, I think he might still, he's still, I think he's still in it. I think.
1: What, what does it give for his is uh, it, is, character to start, though?
0: He's present and he's a regular.
1: Okay. When did he start? What's up? When did he start he in started, Coronation he Street? He
0: started in 1998.
1: All right, but well so that's, that's like 90s isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you were right, yeah. So he's been in there for 22 years. Yeah,
0: okay. So um, did any of your members of your gang go and have a picture of Tyrone?
1: No, I mean, to be honest, 2009 was sort of a little bit before the kind of selfies time, really. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of selfies a bit more sort of last 10 years. It was just kind of... I don't I don't think I had an iPhone back in those days. I think I had a BlackBerry back in those days. Joy mm. of Joys. Um... So, uh, we, we we noticed him. We went and asked for his autograph. <laughs> no, we didn't. Um, I think a few people went for pictures or whatever, but none from our particular group.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. So let let me let me think then. Okay. Let me let me let me. Uh. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the one that you saw Tyrone from Coronation Street. And I think the reason you've gone for that is that you remembered this as a result of mentioning in the episode last week, and then you thought, you know what. This is going to be a good one to mention next week for my show and tell
1: it could be that or it could be that I've got an obsession with Alan Halsell who plays Tyrone in Coronation Street
0: he's in that cupboard behind you
1: come on Tyrone right now um, show jump to reveal the answer yep it was whilst wearing this shirt that I met Tyrone from Coronation oh
0: <clears throat> there we go
1: so you have to start speaking, yes, You'll I, have to give me a I just like applaud
0: for you. Yeah, well done. So that that yeah. was good. That was good. So, so that's the famous T-shirt that was in the same vicinity as Tyrone from Coronation Street.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's on a podcast tonight actually saying that uh, he's got the clothes he was wearing at the time and saying I met that Fisher from the Weister Web Space podcast in Dublin Airport. He <laughs> was with, it was with his girlfriend who was also in Coronation Street as well at one point.
0: Right, okay. Oh, well, The uh, no, but not not the character who was his girlfriend in Coronation Street.
1: No, not was it Piz, who used to go out with. Well, I thought, it, I thought, I thought it was Molly.
0: I thought it was Molly, or someone called Molly.
1: Oh, it could have been, yeah.
0: I, don't I know. mean, non, I'm not a Coronation Street expert. I know somebody, though, who writes a Coronation Street blog.
1: Oh, right, okay. Who's
0: that? Uh, he's called Ryan Oxley, but he's uh, he, he, often on the set, and he writes a big Coronation Street blog that's followed quite well, and he does radio appearances and things like that, talking about it. Super fan. So there you go. Big shout out to uh, Ryan Oxley. Anyway, thanks for that, Fisher. Enjoyed that. Thank you, Jim. Okay. So Fisher, uh, I have prepared a bit of a quiz for you because I don't know if you saw this, um, but I'm just going to try and get the information just to uh, remind us of it. But did you see this this week? One of the uh, there was a news story that Sainsbury's um, had to take a mug off their shelf because off off shelves because it was deemed too offensive. I don't know if you uh, saw what, it.
1: Uh, what, uh, what did the mug say on it?
0: It said uh, it was something. <laughs> <laughs> about ladies one second sainsbury's uh mug I don't I know what you might mean mug okay, let's have a look uh sainsbury's oh no there's, there's they, it, they seem to have got a lot of uh, mugs that they shouldn't be having on anyway it was oh here we go, so uh, domestic abuse campaign has urged sainsbury's to ditch um the rolled doll hit her mug, so I oh. think it was a some sort of phrase taken from uh, a rolled doll um thing but it says a brilliant idea hit her it says on it on the cup so that mug has been withdrawn from sales uh, so i thought uh, uh, this is this is the kind of thing you see quite often isn't it fisher you know like incidents where they've been things withdrawn from sale because um they've, they've they're de- deemed defensive or whatever
1: Decide that it was a good idea to put out a mug that said on it here's a good idea, hit her. Surely anyone with half a brain would look at that and think, yeah, we'll not put that out for sale because it's quite offensive.
0: Well, you see, you think that's bad, but there's some worse things than that, um, as you will find out uh, now. So uh, this quiz then is basically uh, products that have been removed from sale for uh, controversial reasons. Okay, so uh, just the typical old, is it A or B? So, uh, number one, in the 1940s, businessman Alfred Gilbert, have you heard of him before? Nope. Nope. I think, he's, I think he was American. It uh, was a celebrity for his popular range of educational toys. But what product caused a stir in 1951 and had to be removed off shelves? Was it A, a sexual organs toy jigsaw, or B, an atomic energy lab?
1: An atomic energy lab? Well, yes. that presumably isn't that offensive, is it? Well, it's, it, it had chemicals in then, it. Ah, right, okay. I think it, it must be the sexual organs jigsaw, surely. Are you mm. going with that one, or...? I'm going to go with that one. Nope. So
0: it was the other one. It was the Atomic uh, Energy Lab, which basically came with several types of uranium, uh, which is one of the chemicals used to make nuclear bombs. Uh, It was dubbed the world's most expensive toy, and and it sold 5,000 before it was actually pulled from shelves. I'm guessing those 5,000 things that were sold would have probably gone on to make quite a lot of money, wouldn't they? Because, obviously, things that there aren't many of sell for a lot, don't they? Yeah. Uh, so, there you go. First one wrong. Uh, number two, then. Oh, in two <laughs> In 2002, Abercrombie & Fitch, have you, ever, have, you ever, have you heard of them before?
1: Oh, yeah. They make clothes, don't they? Oh, I'll tell you what, I wear, wear loads of their stuff. you a know. A. You don't, do you? No. <laughs> I know they are, though.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't. I'm not one for brands, really, either. But, anyway... It launches a T-shirt, they launched a T-shirt in 2002, but it was pulled because of what? It featured a naked woman in heels, smoking with one of her heels pressed against the chest of what appeared to be an old man laying on the floor. Or B, it featured a cartoon of two stereotyped Chinese men with the words, Wong Brothers Laundry Service, with the slogan, Two Wongs Can Make a White, on it. (laughs)
1: Um, Okay, so the first one, what would that really be sort of denoting and signifying well, um, I don't
0: know, my, woman power or something, but uh, I don't know. I think it was just... I think it was, it was a naked woman. She had heels pressed against the chest of what, an old, frail man laid on the floor.
1: Well, I think some men like that sort of stuff, though, don't they? I mean, and will probably pay good money for it hmm. for such a service, apparently. Um, and obviously, the other option is basically very racist by saying that two Chinese people, two wongs, can make a white. Uh, I... Th- I th- I think I don't know if the first one would. I think the first one would be quite quirky, and diff- I don't think everyone would like it. But I think the second one certainly is offensive. I'm going to say it's the second one, and I'd rather hope you haven't made the second one.
0: And you would be correct. <laughs> I mean, the first one I actually put to make, and I kind of wish I'd left it now that I put the she had a heel on a on a small child laying on the floor, and I decided to change it because I didn't want to make. <laughs> <laughs> I hope but maybe I should have stuck with it because it would have been made more believable. I don't know. Anyway, so that was uh, your second one. You got that right. Well done. So that's one out of two. Uh, number three, stationary brand Paper Chase. You ever been in there? Uh,
1: yeah, I've been in Paper Chase. I think it's quite a good shop. Yeah, I, I think I bought I think I bought some cards from there. They have
0: some uh, quite interesting things, uh, quite like quirky gifts and things like that. And the cards are pretty good as well. You know, the uh, yeah. birthday cards and stuff. So Actually, yeah.
1: specifically, I think I bought some envelopes from there.
0: Did you? Yeah. Was you posting anything oh. special?
1: Uh, wedding invitations. So yeah. Oh, well, there barely, you go. Fairly special.
0: So I, I probably, I probably received one of those.
1: Uh, probably. Well, no, I didn't bother wrapping yours up. I just kind of, I was going to see you anyway, so I just hand, handed it over before we did the podcast. Uh, yes, I think you would have done. Have you still got the envelope?
0: Probably not.
1: All right. It's a shame actually, because we're taking it back to. Uh... Could have taken it back to Paper Chase and tried
0: to get a 50p refund on the basis that <laughs> I uh, didn't need it anymore. Never An- mind. Anyway, um, so stationary brand Paper Chase faced criticism uh, for which of these products they were selling in 2014, and they did end up withdrawing one of these products. So, first of all, A, they sold a hand sanitizer called OCD Hand Wash that had the instructions open cap, sanitize, close cap, make sure the cap is closed, recheck cap, are you sure it's closed? Which was then accused, obviously, by um, people of being a <laughs> a, 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 a kind of take it, mocking people with OCD um, disorder. Yep. Um, or is it B? And you're doing your hands now. Just a reminder. Yep. Or is it B? A pencil sharpener that was basically a man wearing pink with his trousers down, and the entrance to where uh, the entrance to where you would sharpen your pencil was his bottom. Oh,
1: All okay. <laughs> no right. Now, actually,
0: think about the first what- one.
1: When that... did the pencil shavings come out? <laughs> exactly. Uh to his front, hopefully. Um, sure, surely, it'd be better to have it as his mouth, and he twisted the pencil, then the, the shavings came out of his ass. Would make more sense.
0: Well, I, I think it was kind of trying to portray something about this this particular gentleman who was having a pencil shoved up his bum.
1: Right. Okay. Um, I ocd hand spray even that's uh, fairly offensive but i I think that
0: but actually it would be quite good now if it was more reminding you to make sure you actually use it
1: yeah so there's there's a place for it now um oh i'm not too sure i think that i don't think i think paper chase is a bit too much market for doing pencils shoved up people's bottoms so i'm gonna (laughs) say it's the ocd hand sanitizer
0: well done correct congratulations um, so yeah, that's that's correct. Um, number four, then. So you've got three out of, two out of three now. Number four in 2019, Walmart had to remove a jumper from sale because of complaints. Um, what was it? What was it about the jumper that was being complained about? Okay. So A, it said "Merry Christmas, dickhead" on the front, and it had <laughs> <laughs> it had a hood on it that when you pull it up, it had a penis on it. Or B. It had a picture of Santa on it with lines of cocaine in front of him with the words let it snow.
1: Okay. Um well so the second one surely can't be that. Oh, so the first one is surely too direct that it can't possibly be that. So what was it Merry, Merry Christmas Dickhead? Yep. I, I, yeah. Yeah, no. I'm I don't believe Is that Walmart in America or is it the UK Walmart? Uh
0: and Merry I think it's actually Canada in particular.
1: Yeah. Because in because some of the Asda's in the UK are actually called Walmart, I think, aren't they? Are they? Oh, some believe, say Asda yeah.
0: Walmart on top of them, some of the smaller ones, I think, don't they?
1: Yeah, but I think, I think some places in particular, if, if they'd never had an Asda before, Walmart took them over, oh, you right. would just see it's called Walmart as opposed to Asda, particularly downtown, I believe. But I I don't think that they would have Merry Christmas, dickhead, in a Walmart. I think that I think potentially that Santa Let It Snow, start lines of cocaine. My, I'm going to say that. Congratulations, well done.
0: Uh, that was very recently, actually. That was uh, just uh, just before Christmas, that one. Um, last Christmas, so yeah. I thought you may have remembered that one, possibly, but is that first time you've heard?
1: Yeah, that's the first time I've heard it, yeah. yeah.
0: Next then, number five. What did Waitrose have to pull from their shelves in 2019? A, a set of three chocolate ducks. Social media, uh, people on social media pointed out that the white chocolate duck had been labelled Fluffy, while the milk and dark chocolate ducks had been called... Uh, been labelled crispy and ugly. Uh, so people were saying that the product was actually racist. Yeah. Um, B, a birthday party cake that had you can't afford this cake written onto the icing.
1: Well, that probably does sound a bit, yeah. Was was it a T-shirt, was it a t-shirt that said, get out of here, you peasants? <laughs> uh, um, have you ever been to White Rose? Um, I don't think I have, you know. It's all right. I've walked yeah, through the much. car park of one. Yeah, is that the one that's um, near Sheffield United's Ground? Up yeah. In the top end of town, yeah. I've been there a couple of times, literally only a few times. It's all right, though, but it's quite nice inside. It's this kind of a place where you don't really need to pay, pay a pound to get your trolley. You have, to, you well, you have to people, won't they?
0: Oh, right. I was going to say you have to put, like, a fiver in him or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, put your, yeah, give them a check or put your debit card through. Um, I... Oh, I Could it be the cake? I don't know. That's a bit direct, though, isn't it? The, it's certainly plausible that they might have ducks that are called fluffy and then um, slightly more offensive terms for the other called ones. But yeah, I'm gonna go for the I'm gonna go for the chocolate ducks. One's called fluffy and the other one's called Ugly and Crispy.
0: Well done again. Congratulations. Yep, uh, so it was the ducks that got removed off sale. Well, they, they didn't remove them off sale, they just redid them but without any labels on the names of the ducks. So they still had a white chocolate one, a milk chocolate one, and then one that was like had kinda like chocolate chunks in it, which they called crispy or whatever it were. Uh, yeah. next then, number six, Toy Company Hasbro. Has recently had to remove a trolls doll from sale because of what? Have you watched trolls before? Have you seen trolls? You know, you know what I've trolls I've seen the is. movie Trolls. Yeah.
1: If that's anything to do with
0: it. Yeah, my daughter's watched it. She's a big fan. So that's what we're talking about, those kind of trolls. They had to remove uh, one of the dolls off sale because either A, the trolls' built in voice is an Afro Caribbean accent, but it's been recorded by a voice actor who is not Afro Caribbean. Or B, one of the buttons on the troll to activate the voice is pressed by going underneath the troll's skirt and pressing the button, which is located on the troll's private parts or where the troll's private parts would be. The sounds that then play are "we" and "oh."
1: <laughs> right, okay. Well, I think that there's a lot of criticism, isn't there, for portraying um, accents that your kind of is not your ethnicity. So, for example, isn't there an issue with? Uh, Lisa Simpson, who's played by... Oh, is it Harris Shearer who plays the voice of Lisa Simpson? Or is it Hank Azria? Lisa? Uh, so, uh, sorry, it plays Lisa Simpson. Uh, sorry, not Lisa Simpson. Uh, it play, they play Apu. Yeah, I was going to say, cause uh, Lisa Simpson's yeah, a... But there was, there was a thing where Female. Lisa Simpson... Yeah. yeah, so there was a thing where Lisa Simpson said that it was fine in one of the Simpsons episodes, and some people thought that actually getting Lisa Simpson to say it was fine was probably not really... In character with Lisa Simpson because she'd actually be supporting, yeah, probably yeah. supporting the opposite side, and yet the program producers were fine. with just kind of like selling Lisa Simpson down the river a little bit. But yeah, sorry. Someone plays the voice of poo. I think they've actually dropped out, love, haven't, haven't they? They've people. actually
0: stood down from that role. I think haven't um, they?
1: Yes, I, I can't remember who as who plays the voice. It's, I think it's either Harry Shearer or Anchorage. I, I can't remember which of the, which of the two. Um Feel free to try and find out while I'm while I'm rambling, Jimbo. Um, so I, think it, so I think there is a lot of pressure about playing um, voices that aren't kind of the same race as you. And obviously we'll try and gloss over the fact that I did that episode where I did sort of Chinese accents, Nigerian accents and various other places. If you remember that one, Jimbo? Yep. Yep. Yeah, very good, was it? Um, <laughs> I, but could they have the Switch on it that are in the private parts? You got. Have, I think the Switch would more... The Switch would surely be on the characters' back. So I'm going to say it's the first one. I'm going to say that they played... They had, they had someone doing the voice of an Afro-Caribbean upper Caribbean voice who wasn't sort of from there as well. So you
0: are right about it being Hank. Uh, Hank as he I can't remember how to say his name.
1: Yeah, I'm not too sure. But anyway, it was that, that, it, that's yeah. the
0: one who play who did play Pooh. Um, but you've actually got the wrong
1: answer. Oh god, I mean Ultimately, I've got, the right, I've got the right answer to a question that you didn't ask, so that's fine with me. I'll <laughs> it, take that as a point. Thank you very much. It was
0: uh, so. It was the fact that uh, this button, or the, the troll actually had two buttons on it, one on its tummy and then one underneath where uh, its private part should be, and, yeah, the sounds that came out of it when you press that button are also not great either for the fact that you're pressing the button in that particular place. So, yeah, it got, got a lot of complaints uh, from parents and so on, and it's been removed off sale. Um, next then.
1: Do you, um, do, do you, do you, I'm not sure if you, if there's got a picture of Hank Azaria on your phone then when you Googled him. Do you recognise him at all? What character he might have played? Uh, it might show you a picture of him in character from somewhere else, but, uh.
0: uh it looks familiar.
1: It, it was in Friends. And who was he? Uh, uh, not he the played ba- the character, sorry, what was that? Do you remember? I was going
0: to say the bar star, the bar person, but I don't think it is, is it?
1: Nah, no. I can't remember, that was played by someone else. He played the part of Dave was Phoebe's boyfriend who went to Minsk. Ah, right. You vaguely recognise him. Yeah. I think... And he, he does a lot of the characters voice on The Simpsons.
0: Ah, oh, there we go.
1: Interesting. I think he does Chief Wiggum as well as a Apu and various various other ones.
0: Yeah, okay. Um. Next then. Primark had to remove um a t-shirt from sale in 2017. But why? A, it was a Walking Dead t-shirt which featured bad guy character Negan's baseball bat which has got uh, barbed wire wrapped around it, with the words "eeny meeny miny moe," which the original phrase has a racially offensive history attached to it. The rest of the "eeny meeny miny moe" phrase, yeah. probably not the one that we did at school, but the one that mm-hmm. uh, that was that where it came from. Uh, or yeah. B, the T-shirt had a tick box list in it saying "shag mare avoid," but as well as being on sale in adult sizes, they were also selling the T-shirt in girls' sizes up to the age of fourteen to fifteen years.
1: Hmm, okay. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was someone who was a bit stupid and wasn't quite thinking about what they're doing accidentally sold that to children. So I'm going to say they had the Shagmarin void and they had it for kids.:
0: Wrong) um. Yeah, I had to make that one up. Um, but I thought, yeah, because uh, somebody might forget that you know they've got to stop doing. you can only sell a t- make a T-shirt in a certain size, depending on what's on the front of the t- yeah. T-shirt. But anyway, uh, no, it was the, uh, the, the Walking Dead one um that they took off sale and it was actually, actually when i when i found this particular article about this it was somebody in sheffield who'd spotted it it was a oh. i think it was a, a vicar or someone to do with a church in sheffield who um who made comment about it but there you go because uh, it was reported in the sheffield star i think um and then went into some of the more national papers but anyway uh what did zara have to remove from sale in 2014 a black and white striped t-shirt with a sheriff's star on it, which critics said resembled the Star of David and made the t-shirt look like a Jewish concentration camp uniform. Or B, a pink baggy casual jumper that said on it, girls do chores on the front.
1: Oh, well, neither are not particularly good, are they? How, would you be able to... Why would anyone think the girls do chores bit is appropriate at all? I don't know. Um, but I, th- I, think I think it was supposed to be one that. of those
0: tops that were like that you hang around in. You don't go yeah, out in it, but you kind of kind of like when, home wear. When you
1: when you when you when you're doing the well doing the chores, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, probably the apt time to wear it, but there's no need to, have to sort of highlight the um, highlight that particular point on your t-shirt. I think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be the second one.
0: And you would be incorrect again. So it is the first one. Um, yeah. So it was the fact that. It was a, a, a black-and-white stripy T-shirt, but it had a sheriff... And it is a sheriff badge that's on it, but because of the black-and-white stripiness of it as well, it, it kind of did, did look like a uh, star of sort of David thing, um, which obviously caused a lot of controversy. So, yeah, they took that off sale. Um, next, then. In 90, this is the last one as well. In 1996, toy manufacturer Mattel had to pull a Cabbage Patch doll off sale because, A, the snack time model of this doll had metal rollers behind its teeth so that you could post plastic food into its mouth and it would keep chewing until the food was gone. The problem with this was that kids kept getting their fingers and hair trapped Mm. in it. Or B, the Cabbage Patch doll was a naughty boy version of the doll and when pressed it would say, this sucks and kiss my ass, which was deemed grossly inappropriate for its target target age group.
1: Yeah, Uh, well, I think either are fairly plausible because I'm sure there's been similar occasions where you've had sort of some rogue voice boxes in various things that have been appropriate but i i think that i think that it might have the roll teeth on a roller that sort of pulls food into his mouth and people got the fingers caught in it and the hair caught in it i'm gonna go for the first one
0: correct well done <laughs> save yourself at the end there Thank you. yeah uh well done congratulations uh how did you find that
1: Oh, well, I just turned up and looked at Lee's laptop and you were there speaking in front of me. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it was very good. Thank you very much, Timber.
0: No worries. Uh, I'm going to play an ad now, for sure, which I don't think you'll be able to hear, but anyway, our listeners will.
1: OK, so what I'm going to do is, I don't know if we've started playing it yet or not, but I'm going to just, like, sort of smile at certain occasions so anyone watching the video <laughs> will sort of just think that I'm really enjoying what the advert says on it. So,
0: Introducing Tory Ball, an exciting new national lottery game Brought to you by the Tory government, a game that you have every chance of winning, providing you don't live in a shit postcode. Our draw is not done fairly at random, but instead by an advanced algorithm, which will select worthy winners based on how much of an affluent postcode you have, if you're likely to have received state benefits or not, how many cars you've got, if you catch public transport, if your children go to private schools, get free school meals, and how much we might like you as a member of the tax paying public. Basically, if you're an average working class person and you can't get a house for under 300k in your area, then you've got absolutely no chance of success in this game. We call it Tory Ball. Play online or buy your tickets at your local waitros. You have absolutely no idea what you were laughing at. There could have been something no. terrible. It could have so been what, like I, it could have been like a. How do you know that I'd not done a serious advert and thrown something in there about like collecting money for you know starving Africans or something?
1: Uh, good point actually, because I, or any charity, say, I know you'd never do anything that serious or that uh, that heartfelt. So I'm just trying to I'm trying to do well. My on business. the one
0: occasion you can't hear, you've made yourself look like I'm only joking.
1: We'll so, so, Fantastic. Fantastic uh, advert, that, Jimbo.
0: You can listen to it later.
1: I'll listen to it later on. What do you think of my acting partway through that, by the way?
0: Yeah, it weren't bad. You seemed to you seemed to come in at the right sort of points as well, which was uh, pretty oh, okay. good. Uh, on to the news then, Fisher. Uh, so we, do we are we going to talk about the A-level thing, first of all? We've we got much else to say about that other than what a mess.
1: Do you not mean C-levels, Jimbo? Yeah, sorry, about <laughs> that earlier on, didn't I? Um, yeah, what a mess, really. What a complete and utter mess. Mm-hmm. I've not really got a huge amount more I'm about to say about it really. I mean, they've had what 3, 4 months to work out sort of a way to grade the exams. Uh, and they made an they made all the
0: teachers do the work in the first place, didn't they? Of of preparing to give them estimated grades. So teachers obviously spent a lot of time trying to make sure they were getting them right and they were giving, mm. you know, the right opportunities and looking at the work, you know. And then they decided to sort quite late on, didn't they, go with this uh, algorithm system and then well there you go.
1: Well, I dare say when I initially heard the news, I mean, the idea that I might have taken exams, uh, I might have taken my A-level and, well, rather not taken my A-levels and still been given one less grade than I was predicted by the teachers without having to do all the re- re- revision work, I might have actually come back and said, yes, fine with that. I'll take that, thank you very much. But when you think about it, I mean, you remember on A-level results day, there was probably for every four or five people that you knew, there would be... Four of them. Say, for example, you knew five people, which I know the idea of you having that many friends, Jimbo, is quite an quite a implausible thing. But if you knew five people, four of those probably would be quite pleased with the results, and one of them would be quite upset they'd not quite got what they wanted. That's just sort of the way it is. Some people, they have bad days or exams, don't quite go according to plan, they don't quite get their, their grades. And that happens, that's part of it. Um, but those people have earned the right through their poor performance to have bad days. Um, they shouldn't just be chosen by the government at random, that they're the ones who are going to get dox points and not quite get what they could have feasibly got. It's my sort of slight point on that. And, and it possibly it means that as a result of that that A level results now are higher than they've ever been. But, and then, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's, that's the way it is. I mean, people have kind of actually got the good out of the situation. And bear in mind, it's been quite a terrible situation for these kids who actually probably would have been prepared to put the work in and done what they can and got the grades they wanted to kind of further life and go to university and try and be aspirational and kind of further themselves in life, which is what people should really try and do. Um, instead, what we got was just sort of a random number generator that decided to penalise, like, the odd person here and there just because it felt like it, yeah, with no actual rhyme or reason to it, which is completely to to beyond belief. It, it just very much looks purely to bring the negatives into the situation.
0: And it's all the stuff about where, the, you know, the private schools didn't have to suffer the same, did they, because of the way things worked. it kind of It, it kind of, again made the most disadvantaged people even more disadvantaged, didn't it? Um, but if we think about... I mean, I mean, I, I read about this Gavin Williamson a little bit. He's, he's, he's a bit of a character, isn't he? Uh, is he? Well... Is he, is he a
1: Tory MP in his 50s? If so, I
0: am not a uh, about <laughs> him last week. No, he's, I don't think he's as old as 50, but uh, he, he's the one that was sacked by Theresa May, I think, for yes. leaking oh. documents in his role as yeah. Defence Secretary. Uh, he leaked documents, didn't he? Um, he
1: allegedly did. Is it to do with, was this it, it to do with Hawaii? Yeah. And
0: the 5G? Yeah. Yeah. He, he allegedly did, yeah. He, he, I yeah. don't think it was... But, but I think the word from the Prime Minister is that she's seen enough solid evidence to say that that was the case. But then he's kind of been reinstated back to a top job. And it's... I, I mean, you know, it's not just him, but there's a lot of a lot of MPs who seem to be able to do what they want and act outside of what they should... how they should act and sometimes a law in some cases, and kind of be able to carry on as normal or come out of it better.
1: Absolutely. Well, Apparently Theresa May went up to Gavin and said, I've got some solid evidence that you are the culprit for this, and therefore I am thinking about sacking you from your position as Defence Secretary. And he said, I'm sorry, that's not good enough, I'm just going to give you a fail. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's, it's kind of baffling, really. They've had so long to think about it, and they've messed it up so badly. I mean, really, really badly. Imagine what it must feel like for these students who've worked hard for a number of years. They want to have that chance and opportunity to further themselves, and they're not given it. It's the same um, thing
0: though with, with with a lot of the different things throughout all of all of the last however many months. This last sort of four or five months or so, Um everything's just been done so badly, hasn't it? Like the track and trace stuff, which is <laughs> which is yeah. has been ridiculous. They've they've not they've not been able to just sort it out, haven't have they? I mean, I know, you know, none of these things can be easy to do, but they always seem to be going back to where they started all the time. And then, if you saw the other day, uh, the the uh, is it the health, the sort of well, um, the, the the sort of health department is being
1: um, closed public down England Public Health England combined in something else, yeah, yeah. And the person who's heading it up is called Dido
0: Harding, is
1: it Harding? Yeah. Which, to be fair, might be quite a good name for the uh, quiz that I've got coming later on. Um, <laughs> but she's the wife of a Tory MP, I believe. Yeah. Um To be uh, to be fair to her, I mean, she is one of the very few females who have been chief executive of a FTSE 100 company or sort of a a, a really uh, well known listed company in the city. And yeah, that shouldn't be taken away from her. But at the same time, I think she was chief executive of TalkTalk, and at the, same, at the time when they had a massive data breach that led to them getting the biggest fine that ever been received from the Information Commissioner's Office. So, you know, she's not not all good. And there's something uh, to do
0: with who the track and trace things went to as well, isn't there? Who who things were commissioned to yeah. and so on. Wasn't she
1: direct, I think she was directly responsible for the track and trace yeah. fiasco that hasn't really tracked or traced anyone. And her husband
0: her husband is uh, in charge of, uh, cor- like, overseeing potential corruption in the party and stuff
1: like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, right. a,
0: it's a, yeah, it's... A, it's, it's a bit awkward, isn't it?
1: He's got his own practical example, though. I suppose my understanding is the Track and Trace app hasn't... Or the Track and Trace system we've got in place hasn't really done much, and its only real um, use was the fact that it managed to track an outbreak of coronavirus in the Track and Trace call centre. <laughs> <laughs> but they managed that Someone had got it and passed it on to some colleagues, and they managed to quite quickly work out who'd been there and have to self-isolate, so...
0: Well, it's like everything, like, the the way that they seem to do things it's it's very much like we'll get someone we know who's connected to us to do it for us and mm-hmm. a, a prime example it just this just reminds me of it but um there's obviously these citizenship tests and so on now mm-hmm. and you know i don't again this is all allegedly but while theresa may was in power they um these sort of citizenship test things that came in and you know the way that people can get citizenship and so on um they put the, the you know things are supposed to go out to tender aren't they you know, so companies yes. can, can oversee it and run the contract and so on. Well, while Theresa May was uh, in power, she decided to ga- give that contract, um, to, to somebody else without putting it out to tender, allegedly. And that company just so happens to be her husband's or something her husband's involved in. Now, if you were, if you were a, a business who your job is to do, run these kind of contracts and so on, and that was your business, you'd be a bit annoyed, wouldn't it? If your government decided that they're just going to give it to, you know, and it's public money bearing in mind as well, they're just going to give it to whoever they want without it going to tender and stuff.
1: Yeah. Do you mean uh, her husband, Philip May, who was recently made a lord by Boris Johnson? (laughs) If you saw that story. Yeah. Um, I I think he was made a lord for his, uh, in recognition of the sort of political work they've done, but he's never, to the best of my knowledge, he's never been in any way serving in politics other than being married to Theresa May. I mean, he, needs Man,
0: to be, he surely needs to be a lord just for that job alone, to be fair. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, having to put up yeah. with that well, dancing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you think yeah. he just bashes the radio when Dancing Queen comes on?
1: By ABBA. Oh, no, sorry, the government's got involved. No, they're not called ABBA anymore. <laughs> they're called CDDC. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, sorry about that. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's a very sad story on that front. Should we talk about something a bit, more, a bit more upbeat that we're a bit more pleased about?
0: Yeah, so Simon Cowell yep. broke his back uh, doing a wheelie on a bike. <laughs>
1: Yeah, really bad news, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, apparently, he's, he's, for a number of years, had a problem with his spine, which is how he's managed to be able to put his head up his own arse for so long. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he fell off a bike and broke his back, by the sounds of it. And Not doing therefore... anything,
0: you know, interesting, just simply on a bike.
1: Yeah. Uh, fortunately, Louis Walsh was on the scene straight away. <laughs> and he came in and said, You look like you've broken your back. You sing like you've broken your back.
0: You're through to the next round.
1: Uh, You're through to the next ward." <laughs> Uh, Helps the uh, help session back together, but obviously Louis Walsh could potentially be. Well, actually, no. Actually, getting back to the next story, we've got uh, Jeremy Clarkson, and we've, we'll skip back to a previous story. Jeremy Clarkson? Do you know what he does on A Level Results Day? Every year. Every year.
0: Uh, go on. He oh, he does it. He got. Yeah, he, t- he said, "I didn't get this and that." blah blahdy blah.
1: He said, "I got a C and two U's, and I'm currently sat on a boat in t- saint or I'm sat." on the top of the shard having a four-course lunch or I'm sat in my new house that looks over the Cotswolds or I'm about to jump into my new Ferrari or whatever he says. I mean, obviously, Jeremy Clarkson, you think of Jeremy Clarkson, you don't just think C-U-U, you definitely think C-U. you <laughs> a couple of other letters. But he's been tipped, potentially, to be going on, I'm a to get me out of here. Really? Apparently so, Is he yeah. having
0: to sink that low? I wouldn't have thought Jeremy Clarkson had, had put himself forward for something like that.
1: Well, this year it's not in Ama- uh, not in Australia, is it? Oh right, of course. It's in the UK. So I think it's going to be in a castle in Scotland by the sounds of it, or Wales.
0: Right. So they're going to be eating like sheep's testicles and stuff like that this time.
1: Uh, I don't know actually. Yeah, awful haggis every time. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be able to find different things from them to eat. What they're going to yeah, deep fried Mars bars. <laughs> what
0: are they going to call the bush Tucker trials. No, no, lot... Apparently
1: they're not having them. They're not. Or not going to have them in the same, exactly in the same guys. I'm sure they'll be able to do certain things, but it'll probably not be quite as, not be quite as vulgar as some of the ones we have got. They'll not have to eat sort of, you know, kangaroo's penis. Just have to eat, I don't know, what what wild animal, you know, might like sort have of cow and bull penis instead of mm. that sort of stuff. UK animals.
0: we shut, shut in a small in, enclosed space with like five Scottish blokes or something like that.
1: Yeah, have a, some kind of drinking competition against them, yeah. maybe. Who knows. So, yeah, that, that's going to move to Scotland. I'm not sure if you have got anything, anything more to say on that at all or not.
0: Not particularly, no. Uh, I mean, right, I, I don't think I'll be watching it.
1: All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> never mind. That's, that's, that's one of the viewing figures. Do you normally watch it? No. Oh, why, well, why do you even put it on the uh, on the sheet to talk about them? Because I
0: thought you might be interested because you like watching junk like that.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, it's quite, it's quite It's quite. funny to watch some of it, isn't it? Mm. And the big big talking point moments. I mean, it's worth watching it just for that time when Gillian McKeith collapsed live on air. Do you remember that?
0: Have it, I remember it briefly
1: yeah worth it just for those sort of moments but never mind Should we talk about the government consulting on hands-free technology
0: yes uh, which is a bit worrying isn't it so uh, it is yeah you know got bearing in mind how, how well they've done with the old track and trace system and then the A-levels they're now going to be consulting uh, on hands-free driving technology which obviously for our government to do that of course it's a it's a car crash waiting to happen isn't
1: it Ray. there
0: we go <laughs> And of course, just imagine the U-turns. But is it sensible?
1: Sh- should we not do a joke about them saying that uh, the algorithm has got in touch and said it's no longer a U-turn; it's a F-turn or something like that? <laughs> that? Yeah. We'll throw
0: that one in there anyway. But yeah, it did worry me slightly because it's you know we we don't we really don't want them getting involved in things like that. Not after this fiasco.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll see how it see how it goes, see how it develops. But uh, yeah, I'm not not oh, I'm not overly impressed on it. I. Bear in mind we had the, the sound issues we had at the start of this episode, and we've had to start recording sort of about an hour yeah. late. What if you're driving in your car and it has some kind of problem? Do you have to, like, switch your car off and switch it back on while you're doing sort of 70 miles an hour down the motorway? Well, that's that it. What if someone hacks into it?
0: Well, the idea is there's different steps of, of, what, drive, of what like sort of hands-free driving is. So there's, you know, the, 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 the sort of the step three one or whatever they call it is where you can practically sit there answering emails and stuff while your car's moving. And then it will alert you when you need to take hold of the wheel and, and do some driving.
1: Um, well, there we go. So should we move on to... Um, I mean, we've talked about the A-levels crisis, talked about hand-free technology. We're not meant to be talking about that, though, are we? Do you know what we're meant to be talking about? Go on. The migrant crisis. Of course. People coming over in their boats. Uh, well, not their boats. Immigrants coming over. Mm-hmm. Sometimes as many as about 15 at a time in the boat. Yeah. Um, the government would much rather we talked about that instead. Yeah, of course. Uh, as opposed to... Focus and shine the spotlight on sort of things that are actually happening that are maybe a bit more relevant to the fact that we've allowed certain members of people to uh, die in our community because we've not given them appropriate PPE and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so if people, are sort of, I don't know I mean, why the I government,
0: don't I don't know why, I don't know why they want us to draw attention to it because don't don't forget what people voted for. They didn't want this to be happening, and it's still happening. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what people voted for, apparently. Well, thank
1: Thank God we've taken control of our borders again. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Just to let more migrants across than has ever been happening. Um, Obviously, what I don't know is if if you are a migrant and you come over in France on about fourteen days, um, presumably once you get here, that you don't have to self isolate for fourteen days, don't you? And that guarantees that you stay in the country for fourteen days because you got to you got to follow the guidance. (laughs) You can't just deport you. That's not fair. Is that how it is? That how it
0: generally works then? If you're if you're an illegal immigrant. uh, if you is that is that how it works? You've got to, you've got to stay so long before you can be. Is that I'm, I'm not?
1: I, I've got no idea. In all honesty, I don't. I, I I would say that I don't know enough about this particular issue. Oh, sorry, hang up. Yeah, Jimbo, I've just been made Home Secretary. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know enough about this issue. But Home Secretary Pretty Patel uh, had a bit of a ding dong with Ben and Jerry's. If you saw that, mm-hmm. the ice cream manufacturer got a bit frosted, didn't it? It got a bit frosty. <laughs> Um, ben and Jerry's tweeted to say Is this, a, is this, is this, a, more...
0: is this a scoop you've got for us?
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop now. Very good. Well done. Yeah, because I, I need to get my joke in to be fair. Um, <laughs> ben and Jerry's had tweeted to say there's nothing legal about people being people and wanting a better life. Um, one of Priti Patel's closest allies tweeted to say that Ben and Jerry's is just a load of overpriced ice cream. What they should focus on is doing better ice cream that's better value and not the rubbish that they sell. Although, really, if Priti Patel was looking for an ally who sells ice creams, who's got a really tough stance on immigration, then maybe she should have chosen Walls.
0: Very good. Well done. Thank you. Anything else to add to that?
1: Uh, No. Well, I could do the one about uh, cart door bolted firmly shut. Very good. I didn't talk about... um, talk about tim martin owner of weatherspoons uh we, we you know could, where it was this week
0: he, he, yeah yeah apparently you sent me a picture without any sort of message to go with it of two blokes stood in the pub round the corner i had no idea who they were and you then i didn't get a, i didn't get a message till a bit later to explain who it was but you're saying he was in he's in our very own local weatherspoons
1: yeah not place i go in very often to be fair because um i've got a I take a moral stance against the Wetherspoons pub, so I tend not to go in that much. Uh, how about yourself, Jimbo?
0: Let's not talk about it. It's, it's one, okay. you can get cheap breakfast. Now, if, if the commercial opened for breakfast, I'd be down there in a okay. flash. Tell um, them
1: that. So, it was in the <laughs> Wetherspoons, basically. Yeah. Uh, I had a picture taken with a few people. It was in Sheffield uh, Tuesday, I think it was. Went to Wetherspoons in Chapeltown, Town. was spotted also on Division Street in Sheffield City Centre. And apparently, apparently, his net worth is a chairman and founder of Wetherspoons, net worth about 500 million pounds, and in spite of being, uh, in spite of having all that money, he still has to go into Wetherspoons. <laughs> Do you not think he could go into a better place? But then at the same time, is the fact that he's in Wetherspoons all the time the reason he's got so much money left. Well, he's got... He eats, uh, cheap beers and burgers.
0: <laughs> his daughter does pretty well as well, though, doesn't she? So, you know, they, they don't need the money, because his daughter's a Hollywood act- actress, isn't she? So... Is she? Is she? I don't know. Am I who getting something confused?
1: Possibly. Oh, oh, is there a joke coming here about who she is?
0: No, no, no. Not not related to Reese Witherspoon. Hey. Anyway, you didn't you didn't follow on with that one, did you?
1: No, no. I mean I was thinking more because well his name's Martin, isn't it? So Oh true, yeah. Yeah. he's not called Fair Weatherspoon. No. Do you know what Weatherspoon was? Uh, no. I think it was one of his former teachers. Oh.
0: Why did he call you... it that? Because his teacher used just... to go off to the pub?
1: piss. it was just a, a memorable name, JD Weatherspoon, for one of his teachers, and therefore he called his pubs after him, I believe. Good facts for you there. Talking about other bad boys, though, with strange haircuts. Donald Trump. Um, I'm not sure if you're going to...
0: I've already played it, but you can't hear it, can you? noise that
1: I can't hear. Um, (laughs) He did an interview where he was talking about... He talks a lot about the mainstream media and printing rubbish. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, there's a lot about the freedom of press and the way in which he tries to strangle them. He did an interview with someone from HBO, I think, and the person from HBO, he, he brought out some graphs. He just brought out some pieces of paper with some lines on them, and Trump had got no idea what he was holding up. But he said that um, it was it was talking about the percentage of deaths as a proportion of people who got coronavirus. And the interviewer said, well, no, what I'm talking about is... And to be fair to America, they do a lot of testing. They test a lot more people, and as a result, they've had a lot more cases. Now, a good way to get no confirmed case of coronavirus is to not test anyone. But if you test a lot of people, then you're going to end up with more cases, presumably, assuming that you know, all things being equal and what have you. Um, and he said, I don't want to talk about deaths as a proportion of... Confirmed case. I want to talk about death as a proportion of population and we're kind of really, really heavy and re- really high up. you know what Trump said? He said, you can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. Um, <laughs> you've, you've got to do it this way. So he talks about people being controlled and sort of being forced by rubbish by the media. And yet he's specifically yep. saying, you can't do that. You've got to look at my numbers and my figures. <laughs> Although the most, the, the best point of that, incident, well, there are two really good points. One of which is he got a graph there was just a load of blocks on it. And he said, look, we're last, which means we're first. <laughs> and then he also said, look, we're doing better than we're doing. We're doing better than the world. <laughs> which I thought was quite a bold claim from Trump. Uh, uh, did you see as well that he wanted to change the shower heads in America because he wasn't happy at the, his, his ability to wash his hair? Just his hair. Just his hair, yeah. He was struggling to get it washed properly, so he thinks that the shower head should be allowed to let more water through. <laughs> there we go. Well, anyway,
0: basically got, just I've have got, a just have a big tap.
1: Yeah, well, apparently, I'm assuming there's some kind of restrictions in America that the amount of water you can let through from one place can only be a certain amount to try and reduce the amount of water that gets wasted. effectively. yeah, that kind of controls in it. But there we go. I've got one final news story, anyway. Yeah, which uh, made me laugh when I was talking about it. Obviously, we have our beer, we have our Lancaster Bomber, or uh, in your case, I can't remember what it was called, but Banyan. Yeah, um, a Canadian brewer apologised for unwittingly naming one of its beers after a Maori word that commonly meant pubic hair.
0: What was the word?
1: And the word was Haruru, I think. <laughs> um, it was It was called the Haruru Pale Ale. And the brewers from Alberta in Canada, Hell's Basement Brewery, they thought it meant feather. Oh. Uh, but someone actually pointed out that it meant uh, pubic hair.
0: Oh, you know what? I think I've tried it. I think, you know, because I, I I have quite a lot of different, you know, beers and stuff like that. But I've tried this beer that, that apparently is named after... Uh, Something that means pubic hair and I tell you what, it put it puts hairs on your chest.
1: Hey are hey. you
0: Sorry, Fisher, I didn't know you finished. I haven't. Go on then.
1: Yeah. I mean they would have apologised, but unfortunately they got gotten by the short and curlies. Hey
0: <laughs> Anyway, enough about uh, let's let's stop talking now about private parts and pubic hair and stuff like that. What have
1: you got for Fisher? Well, we talked on the last episode, didn't we, about um, people called, someone called Dick, I think. Oh, so we're well, going to
0: talk about dicks and cocks now.
1: Yeah, mm. so there was a, a dispute as to whether someone had been called a dick or a cock. And I thought I'd do a bit of a quiz about people who've been called dicks, cocks, knobs, and all that sort of stuff. got <laughs> ten questions for you. Uh, first up, who did England cricketer Matthew Hoggard call a knob after their 2005 Ashes Triumph? Was it Tony Blair or Prince Charles?
0: Ooh, so it would have been in... It definitely would have been in Blair era, wouldn't it? Of course it would.
1: Uh, yes, yeah. And yeah. Prince Charles era as well. Prince Charles well, still course. alive back in those days. Um, in, in his pre-sausage finger days.
0: See, I can't... I don't think, you know, Charles is, is... He doesn't tend to upset too many people, I don't think. Not compared to his dad.
1: So <laughs> Well, hang on. You can't use that as a yardstick, can you? <laughs> got to be fair. Or his brother. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit like saying a doctor doesn't kill as many people as Harold Chippen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it doesn't make it right, does it?
0: Let, let, so I'm going to go with Tony Blair, I think. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not sure why, but I'm, I'm sure Tony Blair would have sent a message of well done or something and uh, potentially maybe Tony uh, Blair not, not interested in cricket. I'm not sure.
1: Just to be clear, this was to his face.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that changes your opinion. Tell but... me a little bit about... Andrew Hogg Is it Andrew... What did he say? His-
1: uh, Matthew Hoggard. Matthew Hoggard. Uh, on, on this particular incident, it was a cricket player who, after the Ashes Triumph, they went on a massive drinking session that involved kind of an open-top bus tour and stuff because it was the first time we won the Ashes in sort of 18 years or whatever it was. Who,
0: who did he play for? It, it was from Yorkshire. Domestically Yorkshire, Yorkshire okay. Uh, um,
1: and they... It was, it was alongside this person having drunk quite a lot of stuff. There were some photographers there and one of these people said, "I wonder what they want." And Matthew Hoggard looked at the relevant person and said, "I think it'll be a photo, you knob." <laughs> uh, right, I'm, I'm going
0: to stick with Tony Blair.
1: You'd be, you'd be right. Well done.
0: You're off of his head, would not it? If it were Charles,
1: yeah, possibly. Yeah. Or do they not do that well. these days? Not these days. No, it's different. Different Charles. I think isn't that why Prince Charles doesn't want to be called King Charles? Ah, oh, oh, yeah is
0: is that true? He's gonna be he's gonna take a different name.
1: I believe so. Yeah. Mm. Um, anyway, next up, Germany's public body to prevent the spread of disease is called what? Is it the Dick Fuller Institute or the Robert Koch Institute?
0: I'm gonna say A again because I think that sounds more like a German type name. Dick Not Corle to be Institute. stereotypical, but I I think it it sounds like it could yeah. Whereas I think the other Institute? name, did you say Rob, what did you say? Was it Robert Cock? Robert
1: Cock Institute.
0: It sounds a bit more British, that. Okay. So, yeah. Um,
1: so is it a German dick or a British cock?
0: Oh, it could be spelled C-O-C-H or something rather than C-O-C-K. Let's go with the first one.
1: You'd be wrong. It's the Robert Cock Institute. <laughs> and I believe this public body that we're setting up is going to be quite similar to the Robert Cock Institute, but obviously with a slightly less amusing name as far as I'm aware. So okay. there we go. So we're going to move now to Vindication Island, which is one of the South Sandwich Islands. What is the name of the most southwesterly point on Vindication Island? Is it Dick's Creek or is it Knob Point? <laughs> um, I'm going to go Dick Creek, I think. Dicks, Dick's Creek and not Knob Point. Yeah. Oh, Jimbo, you're wrong. <laughs> In fact, vindication for me, really, with, with me uh, setting a question that you couldn't get there. Yeah, apparently the most south southwesterly point on that particular island. Uh, apparently there are loads of places called Something Knob or Knob yeah. Something. Um, I think Knob just means sort of a small bit of land or whatever. have you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's various hills, some place in Wales called Knob, Knob Hill or whatever. That sort of stuff. Um, well worth having a look at if you've got a free 10 minutes and want to have a giggle at certain things that are quite immature. Highly recommend it. I'll,
0: I'll, be, get, I'll be careful what I type into Google.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest, when I was trying to find famous people who've been called knobs, if you just type in celebrity cocks, then don't, <laughs> don't ever do that again in Google. Um, so, next up, who was the head of the World Anti Doping Agency in the 2000s? Was it Dick Tumble? Or Dick
0: Pound. <laughs> oh. And he, he was
1: the head of the World Anti-Doping Agency, WADA. So uh, they're quite heavily involved in sort of investigating things involving cycling and athletics and all that sort of stuff and, 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 and anti-doping things. It can't be Dick Pound. Or can it? I'm going to say Dick Tumble. It was Dick Pound. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I I saw him on the news uh, a few times, obviously being interviewed by the BBC and all that sort of stuff, and it just came up, Dick Pound, and he thought, that's, a, that's an amusing name if I've ever seen one isn't it? So There we go. Next up, in a game of cricket between, in, involving South Africa in 2015, what happened which led to an amusing picture being taken containing South African wicketkeeper Quinton de Kock? <laughs> Did he stand next to West Indian batsman Dinesh Ramdin, at which point the names on the back of their shirts read, De Kock Ramdin. <laughs> or did he stand next to English batsman David Willey at which point the name on the backs of his shirt read De Cock Willey <laughs>
0: um, did now did he, are you saying that this was done on purpose
1: oh no no I think it was just, it just purely Coincident, purely by coincidence yeah. happened that the two players were effectively stood next to each other he's a wicket keeper so he stands quite near where the batsman I'm going to
0: go with the first one because it's funnier
1: De Cock rammed in yes well done you'd be correct <laughs> Uh, next up, who was the first controller of BBC television? Was it Nobby Smith or Gerard, sorry, Gerald Cock?
0: Um, I think I've heard of this one before, actually. Cause, uh, I did media studies, you know, so I think I looked at the uh, early early things of the BBC. So I, I seem to think that Gerald Cock, did you say?
1: Gerald Cock. Yeah. Ring,
0: it rings a bell and... <laughs> Anyway, sorry about that. Um, so let's go with that one. I probably look stupid now because uh, saying that I think I know, but it's still a total guess. But that, that one seems to ring... A, ring. He, he does. I think I've heard it before.
1: You think you've, you think yeah. you've seen this, uh, this before, yeah? Uh, well, that is quite impressive because, yes, you are correct. <laughs> um, so on to another Nobby. So how did Nobby Styles lose his teeth? Is it in a fight... Or was he accidentally hit in the face with a tennis racket as a teenager?
0: Ooh. Um... And
1: Nobby, Nobby Styles, a dynamic midfield, only quite short, bolding, terrible eyesight, false teeth, um, used to get self stuck in. A bit like yourself in terms of his footballing. All oh, right. Okay. Not, 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 not saying that you've, it, you've it, got false teeth. He wasn't uh, a great podcaster. wasn't a great pocket. a bit before his time, but he certainly tackled anything that moved. Right. And I think he took his false teeth out before he started playing football at the start of every game.
0: Let's go with the one that you'd least expect, then. You'd expect that maybe he would have got into a bit of a scuffle and had him knocked out in a more, you know, manly way rather than have a a, a tennis racket through his gob. So let's say that
1: one. you just say through his gob, then, you? yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you are wrong. It was in a fight. <laughs> I once... Apparently.
0: I've been in many incidents when I used to play, like, rounders or, like, sort of quick cricket things, or whatever you used to call it, down... Down the field where I used to live when I was growing up, where we were obviously only had one bat. So, after you'd had a go at having a bat, you would throw the bat behind you. You're supposed to put the bat down gently behind you. But on many yeah. occasions, not just myself, but other people as well, would get bats and so on to the head quite often. And that quite hurt quite a lot. So, I could have seen the yeah. tennis racket thing happening.
1: If you're in a rush, yeah, you want to like get discard the bat as fast as you can. But yeah, that's, uh, that's not what happened. It was in a fight, apparently. But there we go. So who who was the pitcher for the Boston Red Sox during the mid seventies? Was it Dick Pole or Dick Hardy? Ooh. <laughs> now it's worth pointing out that there are some photos of this person that alleged he played for the Portland Beavers. But there is no I can't see any documentary evidence to suggest that. <laughs> Let's go with Dick Hardy. Dick Dick Pole or Dick Hardy? Dick Hardy. Oh you're wrong, it's Dick Pole. So yeah, apparently quite a, quite a popular baseball player played for the Boston Red Sox and someone else, the M- MBA is it called? M Can't remember now. Major Baseball League, Major Baseball Association, can't quite remember which. Um, Yeah, so only two questions left. Um, What is former US President, sorry, former US Vice President Dick Cheney, who presumably was Vice President number 46 after your comment about Al Gore being number 45? Not that we yeah. independently verified that, but... Strange that we've mentioned both vice president, um, well, consecutive vice presidents. Probably the first time ever we've done that on the podcast. <laughs> so, we what did former it. U.S. vice president? Yeah, well, well, well done. Round of applause. Round of applause. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I don't know whether the round of applause is finished because I can't hear it. Jim, <laughs> Mark, so we have to kind of carry on. So, what did former U.S. vice president Dick Cheney do to a Texas attorney, Harry Whittington, in February 2016? Uh, sorry, February 2006. And this is while he was vice president. Did he out him as a leader of the Klu Klux clan? Much to this, the, much to his dismay, as he was a judge who had recently sentenced two active members of the clan to lengthy prison sentence. One of the clan members was heavily praised because obviously he thought that he thought that the judge was a member of the clan and one of the members of mm. the clan was the judge, so um, or did he accidentally shoot Harry Whittington on uh, about thirty times while he was out hunting?
0: Thirty times? And he survived?
1: Uh I believe so. Yes, I think. I think if he had have died, I would have put that he killed him <laughs> by shooting him. Thirty times is a lot uh, to
0: be shot, though, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, I think it's with. It's a bit different when you're out hunting. It's not like with the submachine guns that you've presumably got bullets or whatever. Oh, or fair quite strong.
0: Okay, let's go then with the
1: first one. That he got confused as a leader of the Clue Cook Clan. Yeah, uh, you'd be wrong. You shot him. Uh, and they had to pick out about 30 bullets from uh, 30 air pellets or whatever it was, uh, including one that I think was stuck in his heart as well. So, right, so it could have been he was shooting. I think he was shooting quietly. He sort of heard something move, turned around, and basically shot his, uh, <laughs> shot this fellow who was a judge. I mean, I, I dare say that someone who's a solicitor who gets shot necessarily isn't the worst thing in the world, but uh, <laughs> it's probably not a, not the wisest thing to do. have all the people you could shoot. Yeah, I'll shoot a qualified attorney. Yeah, What could go wrong there? anyway, your final question. Yeah. Who was a major in the 3rd Battalion during the 2000s? So 3rd Battalion of the UK Army. Was it Dickie Head or Dickie Tickle? <laughs> and this person was a major, so his full title was either Major Dickie Head or Major Dickie Tickle. <laughs> and he appeared on numerous occasions on the BBC News guess... with a caption underneath that said either Major Dickie Head or Major Dickie Tickle. <laughs> Um I'm guessing uh it sounds
0: like a really, really bad TV uh, kids TV character. Hmm. An inappropriate one, yeah. of course. Um let's I mean the BBC's had none of them. Um <laughs> so let, <laughs> let's go with the one that's the funniest. I want and I hope it's Dicky Tickle.
1: Oh Jim Boy's Dicky Head. Oh. It's called Dicky Head. Major Dicky Head.
0: Still good though.
1: Yeah. I mean, surely you just want to call yourself Richard, yeah? Don't you, in those circumstances. Well, there we go. Hope you enjoyed that quiz about uh, dicks, Cox and knobs. I did. Thank you very much. So, and fingers crossed. That shortly, I just—do you know how to delete your Google search history, by the way, Jimba?
0: We'll uh, we'll discuss it shortly, shall we?
1: Yeah, no problem. Let's carry on.
0: Mind I must delete mine as well. Uh anyway, uh so thank you very much for Shift today. Uh sorry about the technical issues. Sorry that you've not yet eaten. Um, but we have, as you can see, probably finished our podcast about ten minutes earlier than we normally would. Um so that's good news. You've got ten minutes extra. What are you gonna have for your thank tea? Thank you
1: very much. Uh, nothing. Not to be bothered about anything tonight. That light, I'm probably just gonna go to bed, Jimbo. <laughs> um, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure what we're having tonight. Um fingers can't go out. I'm not, I'm not going out and paying full price. I mean, it's a Thursday. I mean, this I is it. Pe- and...
0: People are going to be grudge going out at all now after a Wednesday, aren't they?
1: Yeah. Not the same at all. So, yeah. Uh, well, it a good, good podcast. Thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, I didn't hear all of it. I didn't hear some of the sound effects, so it'll be a bit different for me. We'll I'll listen to it later on.
0: And we failed to go live this week as well, but never mind.
1: Yeah. But, to be fair, it just means that extra 10 minutes that we've saved in terms of not doing the episode means that you're going to waste it in terms of trying to extract this video and trying to get everything uh, yeah. sorted and all yeah. that of sort of stuff that we normally have to do when yeah. you do it this way.
0: So you complain about not having your tea, but by the time I finish doing this episode, I'll be eating my breakfast.
1: But yeah, but you don't actually have to physically do the work. You just press extract and wait for it to run. It's and not run as too, sim- It's
0: not as simple as that. Not as simple as that. Okay,
1: okay. Well, there we go. It's fine-tuning so we'll look-
0: fine everything, you know. I'm just going to throw loads yeah, well. of technical words at you that you don't understand.
1: I don't know what fine-tuning means. I'm not that stupid. I'm
0: not, I meant other fine... other words.
1: Okay. Well, there we go. So anyway, we'll look <laughs> forward to seeing you next week for or, or the week after, whenever it's going to be, for episode 74. I think we're, we're sort of back to doing it every fortnight now like we did previously.
0: And if you want to get in touch, you can tweet us at wasteofwebspace.co.uk. Facebook, same. Waste of web space, uh, is our website. Uh, loads of places you can go in there. Yeah,
1: well, you can see us. I mean, go to go to any restaurant in the West Yorkshire area between um, Monday and Wednesday next week. There's a high chance I might be in there if it's out towards the Homeforth area. Uh, Jimbo might be out, but he's refusing to tell you where he does or doesn't go, so <laughs> we don't know. And that's not you because he's,
0: that's not because it's spoons.
1: Yeah, so it might be, you might find him in a Weatherspoons. We uh, <laughs> might claim it's not him. Stop saying that.
0: Right. See you later.
1: Right. right. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye bye.